It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We welcome you into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hope everybody had a great Independence Day weekend. Today on the show, Braves at the halfway point. Where are they? How successful has the Hawks offseason been? And what about these rumors about Jacob deGrom to the Braves? Crazy talk, isn't it? It's all next on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. I hope everybody had a great, nice, long holiday weekend. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com. Subscribe to our channel there. Put us in the search browser, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Over 2,200 folks now that have subscribed. So we thank you so greatly for being a part of that community. And, of course, we are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Give us a five-star review. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Well, after a victory last night over the St. Louis Cardinals, the Braves are officially halfway through. Yes, hard to believe, but we are halfway through the baseball season this year. Braves right now sit at 47 and 34, three and a half games back. So what are the Braves here at the halfway point? You know, it's interesting. Record-wise, I think we would all agree that this is pretty much where we thought the Braves would be, right? The journey to get there is what has been fascinating at times, frustrating at times, aggravating at times, right? You know, early part of the year, really couldn't get any sledding, couldn't get their feet underneath them. Really, we're having trouble beating some of the bad teams in Major League Baseball, right? I mean, that was one of the things that basically have kept them out of first place all season long. But then, obviously, they caught fire as we got into the season. They had the 11-game winning streak. And now have really closed the gap. And as the schedules have started to even out a little bit, Braves have played a lot of difficult teams. Remember, Braves are done with the Dodgers. Braves have played the Dodgers. They're max amount of games. They've also played the Padres and everybody else. They've made their West Coast road trip and all that. So the Braves have knocked all that kind of stuff out. So second half of the year, this will be a lot heavier focused on within the division, right? Braves get done with the St. Louis Cardinals. They're about to embark on a big, you know, they got seven of the next 10 games will be against the Washington Nationals with three against the Mets. So I think it's 15 games against the Mets that they still have. So we got a long way to go within the division, and that's what's really going to decide this. But I think the Braves are right where we expected them to be. It's just more of how they've got here. Some of the bright spots certainly has been their younger guys, right? Kyle Wright has been outstanding. Had it not been for the rain delay last night, He'd have probably gotten the victory. Not probably. He would have gotten the victory. Braves were up 6-1 to one when uh, when all the rains came and everything, right? I mean, so he would have gotten the victory last night. That would have gotten him to 10 wins in the first half of the season. Obviously, Michael Harris has been one of the truly great stories, not just for the Braves, but in Major League Baseball. Here's a guy that's their number one prospect, jumped over AAA, came right from AA Mississippi up to the big club. He's been fantastic, getting over 300, playing outstanding defense. He's got four stolen bases. He's been everything you could ask out of a top prospect. Spencer Strider has been a guy who's been both fantastic in his relief role and when he's gotten a chance to start now. And to be honest with you, he's probably their number four starter right now, given some of the struggles that Ian Anderson has had. The bullpen has been sort of a mixed bag. I mean, Jansen has been pretty good, but he has had some hiccups. 
Will Smith at times, you know, reminds you that he's one of the more frustrating, you know, set up to closer guys in all of Major League Baseball. But A.J. Minter has been fantastic. In fact, he's been almost all-star caliber with how good he has been. Max Fried has been outstanding. As Dave Roberts said, he might be the best left-hander in baseball right now. I mean, you know, given the fact that Kershaw's a little bit older, Blake Snell has been awful this year for the Padres. Maybe Freed is the best left-hander in baseball, but he's been outstanding. Him and Kyle Wright both are going to be all-stars. I don't think there's much doubt about all of that. Charlie Morton has bounced back, so it looks like for the second half of the season, you expect him to get some things rolling. He's put together multiples of multiples of good start here, and honestly, pitching into the seventh inning. Probably should have been left in longer on Saturday, but that's another discussion for another day out of all of it. So Morton has got some things figured out. Now, whether or not we can count on Mike Soroka to be back in the second half of the season, I don't know. If he comes back and does anything, that's a bonus. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to wait around and hope and pray that Mike Soroka comes back and is the pitcher that he was a couple of years ago. You just want to slow get him back into it. I mean, he's got two years of season-ending injuries. I don't know if he's ever going to get back to what he was a few years ago, but that could only be a bonus. Now, from a lineup perspective, you know, to see Ronald Acuna come back in this lineup, and I know he's had his injuries along with it, you know, that weren't related to the knee, but he's still been the linchpin of what this team wants to do offensively, right? As Reggie Jackson was famously called, he's the straw that stirs the drink. That's what Ronald Acuna is to this lineup. And if you look, even in only 47 games, 32 runs scored, seven homers and a 386 on base, plus 16 stolen bases to lead the team. He's been everything you could ask for. Dansby, I mean, Dansby's having a career year. In fact, and I'm not hyperbole here, Dansby Swanson, in the modern, let's say the 20th century, might be on pace for the best year ever for a brave shortstop. He's pushing toward 30 homers. He's on pace to be near 100 runs, 100 RBI. He literally is having maybe the best season ever for a brave shortstop. Now, coincidentally, it is in his walk year, right, where he's going to be an unrestricted free agent come the end of the year. We've kind of discussed that about what Dansby may be turning himself into as far as the $20 million shortstop goes. As far as the rest of the lineup goes, you know, their catcher position has been outstanding. If you'd have told me that they would have gotten 20 homers and 55 RBI out of the catcher position before the All-Star break, I'd have told you you're crazy. But Darno's had a terrific year, 11 homers, 36 RBI. Contreras has been one of the other really bright spots, 9 homers, 19 RBI. Catcher has been a real strength. For this team. Now, it's not all necessarily sunshine and roses because there's a reason why the Braves are in second place and it took them a while to get. You know, Matt Olson has had a, a, a very interesting season. Let's put it that way 31 doubles. That's a Braves record before the All Star break, but he's only scored 33 runs. He's got 12 homers and only 45 RBI. So we're talking about 66 runs scored. If I'd have told you at the beginning of the season, Matt Olson would have 66 runs scored. 24 homers and 90 RBI. Would you have taken that? Would that have been coming off of a, a 3,900-100 season that Matt Olson had? Probably not. We've talked about last week the fact that his home run stroke is starting to get there a little bit. But they need Olson, especially when we get into these games against the Mets. And look, Olson did a lot yesterday to kind of help seal that game with a couple RBI early in that game. But they need Olson to be a big-time run producer. You know, they need Matt Olson to have 
a much bigger. And, and miss me with the whole doubles conversation. The goal is not to chase down Earl Webb for the record. The goal is to be a 40-homer, 100-RBI guy. That's what you pay $120 million to a guy for, right? Now, Riley has been a monster in the middle of the order, 20 homers. You'd like to see some more production out of him, 48 RBI, 44 runs scored. You know, you'd like to see him get back into that 100-plus RBI range. As far as Duvall and Ozuna goes, look, Ozuna has certainly created a lot of power, but he's another guy, 227 batting average, 418 slugging, only a 698 OPS. He's on pace for 32 homers, but he's on pace for 78 runs scored and 68 RBI. That's a pretty low total for a guy to hit 30 homers to drive in under 70 runs. They need him, Duvall, Olsen, Riley, to amp up their production. And hopefully, Swanson keeps this up. Ronnie is full-time in the second half of the year, which he wasn't in the first half of the year. So hopefully we're past all of the injuries with Ronnie, and he's a full-time second-half player to where he'll be at the top of the order, he'll get on base a lot, and he's going to create a lot of chances and opportunity for Riley, for Olsen, for Ozuna, for Darno, for Contreras, for all of those guys. So I would tell you right now that the Braves record-wise are right where we thought they would be. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. And, and, and really this season, in the second half especially, is going to be defined by what do either the Braves or the Mets, when they meet up head-to-head, -head, who comes out on top of all that? Who comes out on all of that? Because basically they've played even. I understand a three-and-a-half game lead, but they've played even through the first half of the year. And the fact that the Braves are done with the Dodgers and they've made their West Coast trip and the Mets have made their West Coast trip you know, as well, both teams have gotten some of those things back behind them and out of the way. Now it's a chance to really honestly get in front of the Marlins and the Phillies and the Nats and then the Braves and Mets obviously head to head. So record or I should say schedule wise, things work out pretty well. Now, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. Listen, I know a lot of you like to work on your own car. You've got your own parts that you want to try to buy. If you know you go to those big box stores, you know that you're going to pay probably what? 30, 50, maybe even 100% more than you would than, than a, a dealer or a, you know, a, a licensed mechanic or what have you would do. RockAuto.com is your source for all of your auto parts needs. Why overspend? Why pay the big box prices when you can get all the parts that you need? It's a family business. They've been in business for over 20 years, reliably low prices. Why overpay for the parts that you need? You need a water pump. You need brakes. You need this. You need that. They've got everything that you need. It's a very easy to navigate website. RockAuto.com is the place to go when you need your auto parts. We've got a special going on right now. Go to RockAuto.com right now. Find the available parts that you need for your car, for your truck, whatever you got going on. And I want you to put locked on in the how did you hear about us box. Put locked on in the how you heard about us box, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and that way they know that we sent you over there. Low prices, great selection, all the parts you're ever going to need. It's rockauto.com. All right, when we get back, how have the Hawks done this offseason? 
We'll talk about that next. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser when you get there. Find us, subscribe to our page, leave us a comment. Of course, we are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify, Odyssey, you can find us on all your favorites. And then start review. And, of course, follow me on my Twitter at JMCH316. When we last left you with the Atlanta Hawks on Friday morning, we had gotten DeJounte Murray. I actually had a chance to interview DeJounte Murray on Friday afternoon. Um, very excited to have him here. He said that he and Trey had been talking for the last few weeks. He was very familiar with Nate McMillan. He had been kind of following the Hawks, so a lot of excitement around there. But then we also got word on Friday afternoon about another deal, a couple of deals, actually, that the Atlanta Hawks had made. So the Atlanta Hawks had traded Kevin Herter to the Sacramento Kings for Maurice Harkless and Justin Holiday. And then the Hawks also earlier in the day had signed Aaron Holiday to a one-year, basically $2 million deal. So we got two of the three Holidays. We may not have gotten the best of the three Holiday brothers, but we got two of the three. So where are we at now with all of this? Now, the Kevin Herter trade, let's be honest. Okay, well, no, I'm going to be honest. Okay. With all due respect, I know he's a red, I know he's coming through the organization, drafted, all this, that, and the other. There are a hundred guys that do what Kevin Herter does. Okay. He's a 12-5 guy. Yeah, he can have a moment here and a moment there. There are a hundred guys in the league that do what Kevin Herter does. Are they gonna miss him from a basketball perspective? I don't know. I mean, they have a backlog, they got a jammed up backcourt right now with adding Murray. The Aaron Holiday signing, that's your replacement for DeLon Wright, who <clears throat> I don't know how DeLon Wright worked himself into two years and $16 million, but God bless, man. God bless him for getting good money like that. So Aaron Holiday, he's going to be your backup point guard, defensive-minded guy, right? He literally is the almost exact replacement for what uh, DeLon Wright does. And he had a pretty good year defensively, especially for Phoenix. So he's been with a good organization. So that all makes sense. The two guys at the Hawks, brought back in the trade for Kevin Herter, Harkless, and the brother. Look, here's the reality. You move $65 million off your books for the next four years. So if you're talking about making another move, getting into the luxury tax, this, any other, you have to find a way to balance some of that out. And it's not coincidence that the two guys that they traded for, yes, it saves them about $3 million. It's about $3 million difference between what Herter was going to make this year and what those two guys are going to make, but they are both on final year contracts. So they're both on, as we say, expiring year contracts with the Atlanta Hawks. So these are two guys, whether you want to move them now, whether you just play them out for the year, come next year, you have no financial obligation to them. Whereas with Herter, he literally is starting the first year of that $65 million new contract that he got, right? So he's moving himself into $14.5 per year over the next handful of years. So it makes sense from a business perspective that, okay, whether we're going to move now, move later, whatever like that, we've got a couple of guys that we brought in that we don't have any long-term financial obligation to. And it still allows us that if they want to make a move for a DeAndre Ayton or whatever, because you're going to have to pay him or somebody like him, big time money. You know, if you're going to get into a sign and trade with a big money guy, it's nice to know that you've got Herder off the books moving forward. That's going to help free up some cash space. And then you can navigate your bench and your roster and things like that. 
in a sense, they chose Bogey over Kevin Herter in this situation is what they did to save some money. Hey, let me tell you about my friends over at Bet Online. They are sponsoring the show today. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Look, I know it's cool right now. You got summertime. You can bet every day on baseball. You got boxing, golf, Tigers playing again, right? We got one more uh, major in the golf world coming up. There's a lot going on. And, oh, yeah, don't look now. But we're getting right around the corner from getting into NFL football, right? And if you're a real degenerate, I guess you can bet on preseason games and things like that. But I'm not going to suggest you do all of that. But betonline.net is your best source for all of your sports betting needs and all of your information. You want wagering information. You want live betting esports scores things like that everything is right there at your fingertips at betonline.net it is the best spot to go for all of your podcasts your news on c and during the season your scores everything out there the fastest easiest way to be able to bet is through betonline.net so use your mobile device head to the website today learn more about some of the trends in action that is out there and for our folks here listen we want you to always go to betonline.net for all of your betting needs betonline.net where it starts. So right now, you that this has been a successful offseason for the Atlanta Hawks. Even if they don't make another move, and even if they don't move on from John Collins. Remember, John Collins is the guy that the blue checkmark media reminded us was going to be traded on draft night, and that never happened, but that's okay. We, we won't get into the semantics of, of everything. Could they still move Collins? Probably. But moving Herter off the books also makes it a lot easier than moving forward. Because look, Tony Ressler said, we'll get in the luxury tax if it makes business sense. Well, it's not just blindly and it's not just loading up into the luxury tax. You have to have some financial, some financial, although I want to say um, stability or some smarts about how you do this. It's not keeping a bunch of high-priced players. There are going to be some hard decisions that you're going to have to make. And Herter was probably one of those guys. I know they like Herter. He's done some good things here. He's had some big moments. He had some moments in the playoffs for us last year. From a basketball perspective, you can find 100 guys that do what Kevin Herter does, and you can find them for a lot less than $14.5 million. I understand the homegrown aspect, and that's the kind of guys and the role players that you want to have out there. But if I have to take on another $35, $40 million contract, I've got to find a way to also have the flexibility to do some other things and fill up my roster. We're not ready to be the Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets and have all these high-priced guys and and run at things like that, right? Because once you get into the luxury tax in the NBA, that's a cycle that really can punish your franchise. I mean, one year turns into two. That goes from, you know, matching $1 per to moving up, and everything starts to kind of spiral out of control. Remember, the old Brooklyn Nets owner, Prokhorov, the, the Russian billionaire, finally had enough of way overspending on the roster and was like, this is like a losing proposition to be this far into the luxury tax. So it has to be smart about how you did it. And I think getting a couple of guys back, whether they now, whether they play a season, whether you move on from them, but you have no responsibility moving forward with them is very smart business from the Atlanta Hawks. And that's why I do think that there is one more move coming. Now, again, They've said they're not moving John Collins unless they can get ready-to-win-now players, right? You're not giving up John Collins as an asset if they're not ready to win now. So the whole, you know, the, the Harrison Barnes for, 
John Collins thing to me is ridiculous. Harrison Barnes is not a ready-to-win-now player to make the Hawks that much better, right? It's got to be smart. I'd rather keep John Collins than just move him for the sake of saying that we moved along for them. But I do think that they are setting themselves up, and I think they've done a good job of giving themselves some financial flexibility to be able to move forward and add and change some pieces up. Yeah, they still have some minor moves that they're going to have to make, right? I mean, there's going to be a spot here and a spot there. But, you know, look, A.J. Griffin's going to get a shot on this team. Johnson's going to get a shot on this team. Maybe Cooper, but he did sign a two-way contract. So most likely is he'll start off again in College Park to play for the Skyhawks. But you're going to have to have some of your young guys on your bench. You're going to have to have, you know, a piece here and a piece there. But I think by and large, you know, you can set yourself up to make one more big move, whatever that is. You know, I'm not, again, I will tell you, I'm not thrilled by the names that I hear, DeAndre Ayton or Ben Simmons or people like that. I'm not really interested in all that. And the available marketplace of guys is really narrow. But remember, we also didn't hear about the DeJounte Murray news. That was not, I can tell you, I was at the Atlanta Hawks draft party. That was the first that I had heard, read, seen, was in full about their interest in DeJounte Murray on draft night. So that happened a few days later. And again, within a week, uh, we already had DeJounte Murray signed, sealed, delivered, ready to go. And he had his opening press conference, right? So things can move fast in the NBA. There can be some guys that you think that might be available that all of a sudden, you know, or don't think that are available, that all of a sudden become available in all of this. And certainly some guys that maybe we have not even mentioned or talked about. Just because there hasn't been a Woj bomb or a, a, a sham bomb or whatever that's out there doesn't mean that there aren't some behind-the-scenes talks. But of the available players that are left, I can't tell you that I'm really excited. I'd rather I'd rather keep the group that we have with the changes that we've made and see what we can do from there. All right, when we get back, boy, there was a hot rumor over the weekend that Buster Olney put out there. DeGrom to the Braves? Hmm. We'll talk about that next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. It is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com. Put in the search bar, Locked on Sports Atlanta. When you find us, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Of course, we are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. Well, I don't know if it was a Woj bomb. I don't know if it was a sham bomb, whatever. More like a Buster bomb, right? So a couple of days ago, this was a tweet that was put out by Buster Olney. Quote, there is a perception in some corners of the industry that if Jacob deGrom follows through with what he said in the spring and opts out of his Mets contract, the Braves will be the favorites to land him. Wow. Okay, that kind of came out of nowhere. Now, to put some context into all of this. So... Right now, um, Jacob deGrom is a $36 million salaried guy for this season. And there's some adjustments and things like that because of injury and such like that. But he has a player option next year for $30.5 million. Let me repeat that. $30.5 million. Now, that is a player option. If he opts into that and plays, the team has a team option 
for $32.5 million in the final year of his deal of 2024. And then he becomes unrestricted at 37 years old in 2025. Okay. We know Jacob deGrom is, I don't know, the best pitcher on planet Earth. Maybe maybe he's the, the best in the Milky Way. I don't think system or the professional system on Saturn or Pluto or Venus or any other place, you know, in the Milky Way galaxy. But I know here on this planet, Jacob deGrom is the best pitcher on Earth. Now, what's the reality of all of this? Okay. We just talked about this last week. So Dansby's a free agent at the end of this year. You have two years of Max Freed before he becomes a free agent. And you've got three years before Austin Riley becomes a free agent. Are the Braves really going to bring on another $200 million pitcher? Because let me tell you, okay, Max Freed is going to be somewhere pushing toward $200 million, right? If, if he really is the best left-hander in the game, and he is an outstanding starting pitcher and all the things that go along with it. And he's going to be whatever, 29 to 30 years old when he hits free agency. He's going to command a premium. So you've got Swanson. You've got Riley. There's a lot to have to figure out there. Jacob DeGrom, for, you know, to, to use an NBA term, Jacob DeGrom's not coming here for a quote-unquote mid-level exemption. Right, that's what the Lakers wanted Kyrie Irving to take was take the six million, opt out for thirty-seven million, take our six million dollar mid-level and come play here and give up thirty-one million dollars. With all due respect, and I'm saying with all due respect, that ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on the idea, you know, of all that was going to happen. I love Degrom. Would I love to see him in a Braves uniform? Yes, but if he opts out of his contract to become a free agent. I understand he may want to be an Atlanta Brave, but are you telling me that the Braves are going to truly, truly get into the Dodgers and Yankees payroll level? That's where you're talking about. You're talking about even if it's a three-year, you're talking a hundred, you're, you're betting the deal that Trevor Bauer got, three for a hundred, okay? Are the Braves ready to add a 30-plus million dollars? Because let me tell you, this ain't hometown discount. This ain't Ronnie and Ozzy. This is going to be big money. Now, I'll talk about if it makes sense here in just a minute, but I want to talk about my friends over at Coffee AM. Today's show is brought to you by Coffee AM. Look, this is a local online coffee company right here in Atlanta. They are based out of Canton, Georgia. And let me tell you, I love these folks. And if you know me, you know, I'm a coffee junkie. I'm a coffee-aholic, right? I like to have multiple cups of coffee every day. I love all kinds of different blends. Let me tell you, they send us a sampler box, and when you open that box, it smells divine. That coffee smell is fantastic. If you go to their website, coffeeam.com, they've got fresh ground coffee there. They've got pods there. They've got a great selection of teas that are there as well. And what's great is... Everything is local here to the Atlanta market. Like I said, they are based out of Canton, Georgia. So you can learn more about them. Go to coffeeam.com, learn more about the company, and trust me, you are not going to be disappointed. I've really been enjoying what they sent me here and trying all the different flavors. They've got all kinds. You like lighter brews. You like darker brews. I'm a dark roast guy. I like it strong and heavy. 
They've got all of your needs, coffeeam.com. And here's what I want you to do, okay? Go to coffeeam.com slash locked on. And if you put in locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you're going to get a coupon code for 15% off coffees, teas, gift sets, whatever you buy there, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, coffeeam.com slash locked on. Get that 15% code, freshest coffees, high quality, huge selection, and most importantly is they are local. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout and you get 15% off of your order. It is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. And again, they are right here in the metro Atlanta area. Love those folks uh, over there. Can't thank them enough. Now, to me, this move for DeGrom doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I, I understand the idea of adding a player of that kind of caliber. And we've been talking about the idea of, you know, getting Kevin Durant to the Hawks. There's a big difference. You know, we got to roll the dice and get KD. There's a big difference. The Braves are already a championship team. The Braves don't have to way overspend on payroll to continue being a championship team. They've got Ronnie locked up. They've got Ozzy locked up. What you have to, and they got Matt Olson locked up, and they have a couple more years of Marcelo Zuna. And, and you know, look, Darno probably in a couple of years, he'll flip with Contreras. Contreras will be the everyday catcher, and Darno will be a backup. So you got your plan there, right? Strider's young. He's going to be around here for a while. You know, Morton will move on, but you've got to you've got to lock up and take care of the pieces that you have here. You have to. I don't think they're going to sign Dansby. Okay, I'm just I'm here to tell you now. I think Dansby's going to end. I think Dansby's going to cost too much money. But Max Fried, Austin Riley, those have to be guys that you bring back out there. And yeah, you got some cheap guys. Strider's going to be cheap. Contreras is going to be cheap. Michael Harris is going to be cheap. You have some some options that are going to be cheap. I just don't think that adding a big salary, a three for 100 Jacob deGrom in the middle of all of this makes as much sense. I'd rather them have more flexibility to go and make some, you, you want to get an, another left fielder, right? We got Harrison Center, Ronnie and Wright. We're good to go there. Two years of Ozuna to play DH. Duvall's on a one-year deal. You can mix, mosh, mash, mush, mush, you know, all that kind of stuff with those two guys or go find you a, an everyday left fielder. I'd rather have the flexibility to do that. And I think with Kyle Wright, and I think with Max Freed, and if you can get Ian Anderson on track and Spencer Strider is a starter, okay, that's four guys that I've got that I should be able to build my rotation around. Would I love to have Jacob deGrom, the player here? Yes. In my fantasy baseball team, it would be fantastic. But I think from a practicality standpoint, to fork out, three for a hundred or whatever it's going to cost. He ain't playing for $5 million. He ain't turning down 30 million to go play for $5 million, $10 million. Even if you match his contract, you're going to pay him. And he ain't playing for a year, by the way, got to be realistic about some of this stuff. Okay. Trevor Bauer is a great look because he was three for a hundred. That's DeGrom. And, and by the way, DeGrom's a better pitcher, He's a better pitcher, better, you know, better player, better human being, uh, you know, as well, but take that out of it. Would I love DeGrom? Yes. Does it make a lot of sense? No. That to me is not where I throw in a $100 million contract in the mix of all this. Sign your guys, bring your guys back, especially Max Fried and Riley, lock up your core like they've been doing, and just continue to make this run of trying to go win championships. 
All right, we thank you so much for being a part of Hitting Hard with John Sharpie. Thanks for making us your first listen. Want you to make ATL Day Ones your second listen every day. My friends, Nietzsche Batiste and Jarvis Davis, they've got you covered. Speaking of the heart of the city of Atlanta, all things Atlanta sports, dogs, Hawks, Braves, Falcons, whatever it is, they're covering everything for you. Free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Back with you tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.